but there we go. I like how they just consider cross country as just cross country. Does it say men's or women's? It just says cross country, but it's you, like men's or women's soccer. I'm just looking at like the students arriving on campus. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Like email. <laughs> and like just, they, just, they just never say like men's or women's. They just says cross country or track. <laughs> track feels the same way, basically. So, hey, you know, <laughs> we're just our own breed of special, I guess. I don't know. Wow. When do you guys move in? The 15th for cross country. Oh, I'll be in. Tuesday. I'll be in a athletic director meeting, scheduling things. Sounds like official. Have fun. I won't. <laughs> well, if you don't know who we are yet, you're in trouble. But this is Jake and Anderson here, Stefan Prince. I'm Michael Dunn. We're excited to bring you some more sports, all kinds of stuff going on. And to be honest, it, it, it almost seems fitting that we should talk about the U.S. women's exit <laughs> first. That was rough. Because we talked about how rough the whole cup, the whole tournament was for them, and it just seemed like they never got going. They had zero time with the ball. If I remember correctly, Stefan, when we were talking about, like, Netherlands versus the U.S., time of possession for, like, the Netherlands was overwhelming. I right? think it was, like, I, I think it was, like, Three of like the four games they had played up to that time, they they had the ball the least amount of time. Vietnam was like they, the only <laughs> one they had for more. Yeah, and they just they just uh, had more shots on goal, but just didn't possess the ball. And with it being uh, August eleventh today, Friday August eleventh yesterday, um, or like last night I guess um, here in America, the Netherlands played Spain and almost had no possession of the ball against Spain. So you can imagine what that possession would have looked like if it was U.S. versus Spain. <laughs> Or Spain. Um, that being said, Spain was able to squeak it out. But, um, yeah, just disappointing. I think that that's that's how, you, you know, obviously things happen and it is what it is. But calling a spade a spade, like, that was maybe one of the more disappointing international competitive outcomes. Yeah. I that anybody could have like really I can't really asked. be too mad just because they won back to back World Cups and they were going for their third and unfortunately it just didn't end up that way. But I mean, in all in all, as you would say, the rest of the world has caught up. Um, but I don't know. Oh, we'll man, see. I, Which like <laughs> I feel like is I don't better know. just because like then it feels like, you know, there's more world competition and I think later on down the road winning another one may mean more but i also think like for a team as talented as what we had it just part of it felt like it was underutilized to a point you know we kind of talked one goal in regulation outside of vietnam outside of vietnam yeah it was one goal in regulation we didn't score against portugal and we didn't embarrassing and and honestly even in and i don't know how much of everything you guys watched but like the penalty shootout that in itself was bad they were they were up three one at one point or were looking they to go needed up three point, to make three one, one. Yeah. out of the last two to win yeah they didn't do it and their stars were missing like <laughs> shots it was just like Smith she was supposed to be up for a golden boot she couldn't even make a penalty shot <laughs> like like that's that's tough that mm-hmm. that's that's I mean she's probably embarrassed it it is embarrassing it's just one of those yeah. things where it's like you guys are so much better than this. Like what happened? What happened? The moment got the better of them. And like, and like, I know a lot of personalities too, were kind of ripping into them after the Portugal draw where, 
you know, they were taking and smiling and dancing and, you know, signing autographs and photos and stuff. And they were talking about like, yeah, you make time for the fans, but like you guys don't look great right now and you don't look like you're in the moment to win it and stuff like that. You, you look like you're just kind of there on almost like a field trip and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, it's a fair assessment, maybe a little rough because like you do want to enjoy the moment of being at a world cup and being, you know, athletes in that sense. But there was a lot of, I mean, no one stepped expectation up. No and one nobody, stepped up. they have a whole team yeah. of incredible soccer players, mm-hmm. incredible soccer players. And yeah. none of them could step up. None of them stepped up. So, um, I mean, I guess the bright spot was the uh, whole incident with the Netherlands and the yellow card, and then um, is it Hold Hold Holden? What was her name? Hold, yeah, something Holden. Um, I think. So she got you know right after that yellow card that occurred, she like got a goal mm-hmm. against the Netherlands, which brought us back, and at least we drew with them. But I mean, there there was not a lot of bright spots this year for the uh, red, white, and blue, but. Um, you know, as far as the rest of the tournament's been going, there's definitely, um, you know, a lot of opportunity for nations that haven't won. I mean, Spain hasn't won before and they're in, they're into the semifinals now. Um, you know, Japan has looked incredible. Um, I, they, I think they played like early this morning and they, they lost to Sweden two one. They lost to Sweden. Yeah. They were millimeters so away from Sweden. tying. Actually, that's that's incredible that mm-hmm. that they lost. Um, so Sweden is, I don't know. I mean, before the whole thing started, we talked about like Scandinavian countries, and yep. we talked about you know, um, obviously the U.S. But those are the the countries, even you know Japan a little bit for Asian countries, and Australia has a shot. And now tonight, Australia plays um, to try to punch their ticket to the semis. So there's. There's still some strong players in there, but they haven't won. Yeah, so it's Australia and France uh, 2 a.m. on Saturday, August 12th, and then followed up with England and Colombia. And Colombia is a hot, young team. They have probably one of the better players in the tournament. Um, They have a young girl in their team, too. I think she was, what, like uh, like a teenager? 18, 19, something like that. Like, she's she's young. And she's playing really well in this tournament. And I believe she's up for Golden Boot as well. Like, she's been scoring really well. Um, uh, Casado. Oh, what's her first name? Linda Casado. She's been playing well, has four goals on the tournament. So, like, she's been kind of carrying the... uh, um, or two goals. Where did I see the four from? Well, oh, four games, two goals. Okay. But she's been playing really well. Um, had the winner against Ger- Germany and stuff like that. So like, she's been, that's a big win too. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, well, with Japan and Netherlands going out too, like th- there's going to be a new winner this year. Every team that's left has not won the world cup for women. Yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting. So that's kind of fun in general. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like that. It's exciting, and especially for the countries that haven't made it this far. Oh, yeah. Ever, I mean, right? it was like the first semi, I think, for Spain. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Sweet. I think sure Sweden's been to the final maybe before. Maybe not. But I would um, assume they're world number three, and I, don't, I guess you can't really assume based off of that. But Yeah, um, runner-up runner Norway, Germany, China. Sweden was runner-up in 2003. So Sweet, even runner-up-wise, 
the only team that has ever been to a FIFA final, World Cup final, that's left is Sweden. Interesting. As in 2003. So England and Colombia would actually be a fun one if you want to get up a little earlier. Um, 5.30 on Saturday, August 12th. Uh, England and Colombia playing. They've only played once before, and it was in the 2015 World Cup. And England won that 2-1. to one. Interesting. So I, and I think that's going to be a good match too because England um, doesn't have their star forward uh, looking up name in a moment. Uh, Lauren James, she ended up getting a yeah, well, red card. She's the Ch- Chelsea girl. <laughs> you would know that. <laughs> she's um, the Chelsea girl. And, uh, but she, she has up, provided the most spark for that team so far up to this point. Yeah. But obviously they're going to need to find some. Going to have to find something else. And, something else, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for England, I feel like they had a lot of their hopes like their hopes were high coming out of that group stage that they could go pretty far and obviously making it into the quarters has been big. Um, yeah. Should be interesting close with... Do you guys have any favorites going in now? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say Sweden because I, I can't believe they beat Japan in general. I'm just going to go for the underdog and say Columbia. Nice. I like it. The red, I like the yellow, it. and the blue. I like it. Um, I think it's... Just because there's blue in the flag, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm also half Colombian, so. Ooh. Yeah. Coach, okay. Coach's like jaw just dropped. Mine just got blown. Wow. Um, oh. Man. I feel like <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, fun fact of the day. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, I, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> yeah, my mind's blown a little bit too. What? <laughs> Yeah, my bio- my biological dad is Colombian. This just never came up when we had our origin story. <laughs> hey, the Women's World Cup so was ever, going on. Do you, do you ever like want to get down there? I mean, to like it, Colombia, it, it, it would be kind of awesome. But you know, Sometime. growing up in an American household, uh, yeah, I don't I mean, speak Spanish. <laughs> that's all right. Sweet. Well, um, so yeah, all about Colombia then. Yeah, it's all about Colombia for all me. All about Colombia. <laughs> Um, Jake, Jake, and how about you, man? It's kind of tough because I've, I I want to go with either Spain or Sweden, but I also feel like an underdog story too. Like it feels weird saying an underdog story in England. Spain will play Sweden in the next round, right? Isn't that how how that's yeah. working? So, you know, see, and I'm gonna go through and just list like all eight teams that are still alive or whatever. Six. But I also think it would be. Oh yeah, I guess it would be six. Um, I think it would be cool to see Australia. Yeah, end Australia up would be a fun, fun story for this whole thing. Too. So I'm just town. gonna pick all of them. Yeah, that way I can't be wrong. You yeah. don't want to see blank win the World Cup. France. <laughs> Why is that? Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> it was the first name <laughs> I saw. <laughs> he says they're a European country. They don't need any more. They have enough. Yeah, actually, take out all the European countries. So it's either Colombia or Australia. <laughs> France gets enough football success um, on the world stage. All right, so um, kind of moving on from that. You know, we'll we'll update you on what happens next time we're on um, Major League Baseball. Right now, uh, there was a brawl since 
watching your last year. Down goes Anderson. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Like what? <laughs> Have you ever seen anything I've, like that? Like it was legitimately like I've seen the uh, Jose Bautista Rudneg Rugnet Odor from like 2017 or something like, like that. There's like you know charging of the mounds mm-hmm. and like things like that. But this is a straight up like square off. It was like sock and boppers for us. Well, second. and what <laughs> I liked was the fact that the umpire comes in and like tries to break it up. And, and then realizes like, that they're squaring up, and he just backs out like it's a hockey fight. I'm like, you <laughs> never see that in baseball. You don't even see never. It hockey nowadays, they try to like break some of that stuff up still, and they're wearing helmets, and, and, and then, they'll take the helmets off, and they'll go and they what's, what's funny is that the dude who actually squared up first is the one who got knocked out. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, he <laughs> landed a guy. Like, I mean, he landed a couple of good punches, but that right just caught him, and he just perfect spot. <laughs> and the, I don't know if you heard the. Uh, Cleveland and uh, radio announcer like he was he went from he baseball announcing mode. to like boxing mode like that and it's like it was so like oh, cool man. to hear and stuff but yeah no that was that was wild um, so there's there, <laughs> there was that going on and of course an AL Central team is involved and not just one but it's two, two. <laughs> um, so in the in the best division in baseball yeah. the best action is happening on the field um Reds Lion Richardson, new pitcher coming into the league. <laughs> Poor guy allowed two home runs on his first two pitches. Jeez. Welcome <laughs> against, to the majors, kid. Against the Nationals. <laughs> we're, 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 not, we're not talking like cream of the crop. Oh. We're saying Nationals. Um, poor guy, but hopefully he... And usually know, I feel like with pitchers, with pitchers, there's maybe a little more like they can kind of get away with more because like scouting reports aren't going to be as like fresh on them or like this stuff that they have may not be what they think the guy's bringing up, but to let up uh, two home runs on two pitches on two pitches, First like two that's pitches a, his entire major league. Career. That's kind of a welcome to the majors moment that you kind of want to just wash and just say, yep, yeah. let's just forget that. And it would be nice if it was against somebody like for the angels, like, Otani hit my, the first home run against me mm-hmm. or, you know, like or whatever. If you're playing the but, Braves, you know, it's the nationals. So, yeah. um, it is what it is. Um, angels, Red Sox, Reds, D backs all seem like they're in free fall right now, which the angels, I kind of get Red Sox. I kind of get reds. I'm a little bit surprised by but I also feel like they're working with a lot of younger talent that, you know, they might be a little more streaky than what you would have with veterans. Um, the Diamondbacks, I'm a little sad to see because it felt like they were turning a corner and now they're just kind of in free fall again. So I mean, it's hey, don't look now. But the Dodgers, Dodgers. are in first. <laughs> By six and a half games, too, that NL West is t- kind of turning into a... Uh, Run away. Well, the Dodgers are they're actually pulling away. I mean, they're nine and one in their last ten games. Um, they have the fourth best the fourth best record in the MLB at this moment. Um, and the second best in the uh in the NL. So, you know, they, they're getting hot going into the right time of year. Hot. I mean Kershaw's back, um Bueller's back. So Kershaw like, looked good yeah, last night. Yeah, pitched five innings so, in trades, a two to one the win. trades that you guys made too, I think. Just it, it was huge. Amplified, and, and we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, if the Dodgers want to do anything, they have to get a better pitching yep. staff, right? And yep. then they added Joe Kelly to this. Yeah. So, like, by the time playoffs come, it's going to be like. <laughs> did you see Kelly versus Tatis? I did not. Threw two fastballs at his head, <laughs> and then struck him out. 
<laughs> like he went up and in to the point where Tatis had to like get out of the way and it was it wasn't like a 92 93 mile an hour like you know it's fat like it was 97 98 disappointing the Padres, the Padres. And, I, and we talked well, about this before the season started and I said I specifically said the 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 Padres may not be as good as we think they will be because yeah. of chemistry it might not mm-hmm. gel and <laughs> one of the things same. that um, Dude, Juan a, Soto has talked about too is like the the series that they just played I forget who they just um oh, who was it I you're talk, I forget you're talking about the Padres yes who did they just play. Because they, uh, they just got swept. The diamond, they're, well, they're playing the Diamondbacks now. They, they, just, just, they Mariners. just played against the, the Mariners. Yep. So in who that, are coming alive now too. In that Mariners series, um, he was talking about how like they get down and then they just give up and quit and they are like, oh, next by day. The Phillies as well recently. Yeah. So, like he was talking about how the the demeanor and the chemistry in that locker room is just like, eh, yeah, we lost. Oh well, whatever. Just kind of give up, pack up your bags, and take your ball and go home, kind of thing. And it's like that's not really the mindset that that team specifically should have. Like this should be a team that's not only competing for a division crown, but also like you know going to the postseason, getting into the World Series and stuff like that. Like they were in the NLCS last year, literally a couple games away. So and just I'm, I'm just like looking at like you know their past few games. Yeah, right? so yeah. So so like on the second, on August second, they won. 11 to 1 against the Rockies, right? Yep. So obviously, like a good thing started to go. Even the day before that, they played the Rockies again and, and they had won 8 to 5. Yep. Right. So Which they, they, should. They, they were on I mean, a, a momentum shift at that time. Yep. Well, they should have been on a momentum shift, right? Because they just took three out from the Rangers, who the Rangers are very good in like, the previous series. Yeah. And then they lost. And then, you know, the following series with the Dodgers, right? They, they lose the first game, but like, <laughs> of course, you're going to lose to the Dodgers. It's, it's, Something that's going to happen. You're, you're more looking for a split, maybe in that you, scenario, you know I mean? but 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 the second game, right in that yep. series, they they just they won by five. It was eight to three. Yep. You know, so momentum swing, right yeah. there. You they're, beat, you they're, beat a really good team, the top team in in your uh, in your division. So they should have just turned everything over there. But mm-hmm. after that, they just lost every game. <laughs> every they lost game. every game, and it was like it wasn't even. It, it looked like it was pitching and. Well, they just can't Hitting. get the bats going, yeah. which is crazy because they have bats. Yeah, they put up zero they, against they the Mariners. They put up one in so two games money. against the Mariners. They spent so much money on their bats. On their bats. Yeah, and they can't do anything with it. If I'm being, if I'm the Padres, like <clears throat> next season, I'm selling. So, I'm, I'm, well, who's I'm more? Money. Who's more? Uh, okay, so kind of scoping this out a little bit: Mets, Padres, Angels. Who's the I, most disappointing? I, I, is what you're saying? Um, you could say the Yankees. I wouldn't uh, even put the Yankees but, but in that. But, that. but I wouldn't put them in that category either. No. Or um, there's there's another one I wanted to uh, to to mention really quick. The Mets, Nationals. Uh, no, Mets, Padres, <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> hey, Mets, Padres, Angels. Okay, so just of those three, then Mets, Padres, Mets, Padres Angels. Angels. Well, how disappointing! Like all three of those teams, I'd right? I'd say I'm more disappointed well, like, in the Mets and the I'm, Padres I, versus the Angels. Yeah, I'm not too disappointed in the Angels. I'm more disappointed in either the Pod. I think the Padres are probably the most disappointing team, um, other than the Mets. Obviously, they're 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 like <laughs> so one the Mets A. Are, they're one A and one B. Yeah, with how much the Mets, <laughs> but they've already like 
jump ship, right? They've already, they, 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 we already they, talked they about already, that last week. They already they, sold. Yeah, the Padres <laughs> are like holding on to like. Which what, what, I have a little more respect for the Mets than, than the Padres because like the Mets at least realized we tried something it didn't work. Now we so. need to try to plan for the and future. They, but they then sold. didn't, he, they, didn't sold. they say they're not gonna they're not gonna try to win till two thousand twenty six? I think it's not necessarily a <laughs> try that, to win because too. that sounds like tanking. I think it's just more when they're looking at it realistically, like this is when we feel like we can compete and really go for it, I think is more of it. Well they did think going into this year they could compete and go for it. Yes. How did that go step? <laughs> but you also look at the players <laughs> they got like the last five, the last years. five years. Let's let's look at it this way though. The two pl- marquee players that they got in free agency this year Justin Verlander Max Scherzer Verlander is approaching 40 if he's not there and Scherzer's 40 next year so for me it's like you're you're taking chances on guys who are a little older they've been up and down in the aisle and stuff and just the Mets in general have been up and down with injuries and just playing inconsistent and it's hard to win when you're having all those injuries and stuff so like for me I'm more disappointed in the Padres because it's felt like they just again it felt it's felt like their demeanor isn't right it's felt like their mindset isn't right for yes, um going the Padres, and competing I feel like and, are for sure disappointing for, what, what what hits me more with the Mets is it's been like half a decade or a decade well not a decade because a decade they they were they were in the 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 World Series and lost against the Royals yeah and the, but outside of that like they they've every year been contending spending money wanting to do this and that and like hey we're a team that can do it they've got great players on their team i mean pete alonzo's new york met true and true and and you kind of want him to win somewhere Mm -hmm. you know like so are they going to start dealing some of these players too are they holding on to them to keep butts and seats to catch home run balls like I think it's more just the fact like they know he's going to be able to produce. Same thing with Frankie Lindor, that they're going to be the guys that are hopefully going to lead the charge to turn it around. Um, because you do need some of that star veteran leadership. I just, I just leadership. look at that group right now, so those two yeah. specifically, and think of like Otani and Trout and how are they doing. And yeah. then you look at like the Yankees and young Carlos Santo, or, uh, Stanton. Stanton and Judge. And how are they doing? And you see, like two stud batters. Mm-hmm. Is, is Judge still they just out don't right get now? it done. No, he's, he's back. back. He's back. He's back. But like the Yankees know, just it, can't hit in clutch time. It's basically but, but what it is. But there's more and more teams that are showing that way. I mean, you could put the Padres in that category and the, say uh, so, uh, Soto and Machado. Like, like I, they're two big bats. My they're my not thing doing with anything. my thing with the Padres is this: they're young. Period. Juan Soto still has a good. Eight years of prime left. Well, yeah, uh, Machado, Fernando Tatis. Machado's getting up there, though. M- Machado's still got, what, still 10 years young, on his contract? Like, like, he's been up since 2013, but he was probably, like, 20 years old then. Like, he's still probably got good five years yet. I am not nearly worried with the Padres. I just think that with all the talent that they have, they should have. They sh- the, well, and they're pitching. The they're expectation. Blake right. Snell has had such a good kind of middle part of the year and stuff and like they have the best reliever in baseball and snow right now i mean right now it's it's tough because there are a lot of like zach allen has had a very good year i think brandon or corbin burns had a very good month of july but like snell has just been consistent and like for the in one of his more recent starts it was the first time he allowed more than two earned runs like he has been very good um for a while and such i think it's just been they 
I'm more disappointed with the fact that the Padres aren't sitting there like we should be the best team in baseball and we should be winning every game. Because if I if I'm if I'm being honest, be. they should have one of the best teams in baseball because yeah. they have one of the best rosters in baseball. Yeah. Right. If you look at it on paper, it's one of the best rosters that you might see. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the record, you're just like, what's going on? Because yeah. like to me, if you put Padres against the Mets, Padres are winning. Oh, if you put yeah. Padres against the Angels, Padres are winning. You put Padres against the Brewers, Padres are winning against the Dodgers. Even like it might go seven. The Padres more on confident. paper should be able to compete with a lot of these, two, but so should the Yankees. And the Yankees are at the bottom. Like you look at their group. Yeah, I'm they're not, older, but they yeah, have but, quality but on if, that if team. If you look at Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy if Young you look, the If you look at the Yankees, the, a, the AL East is the best division. In baseball right now, because every team that is in that division is above 500. Every team. Go Twins. <laughs> hey, the well, Twins the have West, finally though. passed I, the Yankees. No, no they're, they're actually tied with the Yankees. Never mind. But I'm saying, yeah. like, the Twins, like, above 500. But they they are. They are. They are. <laughs> they're the only team. In, they got their water the wings Central. on. They're floating. <laughs> hey, they are like, afloat right now. To, so. put, to put it this way, too, the Yankees are 15 and 21 against their division. And okay, actually, that's interesting. Hold on. Yankees are 15 and 21. The Blue Jays, who are five games ahead of the Yankees, are 11 and 23 against the AL East. <laughs> they still have they, they still have some PTSD from their division. Apparently, I mean, like, but like I just I don't know. I it's hard for me to even really talk about the Yankees because I feel like they've been they, they still have a chance to get up into like the top three like the they aren't even they have a they, they have a they're negative above run 500 differential right now too they're at least above 500 but but they have a negative run differential the twins at least have a plus By 40 one. we have like a, what a month and a half <clears throat> left of yeah. baseball like there's still a lot of time there's left. still a lot of time for them to move up into like that third spot in the in the like they can so. get they can get hot they're still they still go through the end of September like you can still win Bunch of games. Bunch of games and get hot. I think the tough thing is with the Yankees, but behind Garrett Cole, um, they just their pitching hasn't been as consistent, I guess. And it just it's when your pitching isn't consistent and your bats aren't consistent, it's just recipe for disaster. Right. Right. Way too early early AL NL championship. What's it gonna be? Um <clears throat> Braves, Dodgers, and Rangers, Astros. I'm going to say Braves, Dodgers, Rangers, Orioles. Uh, I'm just looking because, like, I love my Dodgers, but, man, do they choke in the playoffs. <laughs> they can get to the NL championship. Hey, they though. had the best record in the league last they, year. They, they lose got in out championships. In the first, they they lost don't lose before. In, they <laughs> lost in the first round last year. Did they? Yes. They, they did. The play, they, was they, it a they, play-in? Or didn't was it you, a, they had the best record in the MLB. Who did they play they, in? They had over 100 wins. Was it the yeah, Phillies? Um, you just got it out of your mind. Don't worry about it. No, don't bring it back. That, yeah, we don't want to hurt Sorry, my bad. You're okay. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> I, like, if I'm being biased, yes, the Braves and the, and the Dodgers. Um, and then for the AL. You don't even need to be biased. Are we going to be shocked if the Braves and the Dodgers aren't in the NL championship? I would be. I would be yes. because I, I feel like then a, it would be either like. I wouldn't the, be too shocked, honestly. Like, if we're talking about tiers, tier A is Braves and Dodgers. Tier B would be Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Phillies, Giants. Giants. And tier three is just like. Everyone else. Everyone else. So, yeah. I, 
I mean, I wouldn't be too shocked just because I've seen it happen before. And, um, like, the playoffs, like, it, it goes game to game, and teams can be hot at the right times and yeah. whatnot. Can you imagine if the Rangers and the Astros did play, though, in the AL championship? How I'm rooting for that it. would be. I, nothing, I, like, I love the Orioles. I hope they get there. I hope they get there, too, because that fan base has been absolutely uh, rocking all year say, long. I was going to say the Orioles as uh, my team for the AL. And um, the Rangers. But you want to talk about a mm. baseball grudge match. Dude, I can say Rangers. Yeah. I, the thing is, like the Astros always get hot when it's the they playoffs. find a way, don't they? <laughs> it's, it, it's, I just it's, it's been it. it's been like <laughs> six years of them finding a way. And you want to know years. how much of a bandwagon fan I would be if the Dodgers played the Astros in the World Series? I would be right on your bandwagon. <laughs> that would Go also Dodgers, be baby. a grudge match. Dude, I can't I, say that I would I, cheer either. Hey, way. hey, the- my aunt lives in Houston. And she sends me Astro stuff. You and have I, Astro stuff? Yeah, I have a jersey and hat. Wow. And a bat. Jeez, do you hide it in like the back of your closet? <laughs> no, because the jersey is Carlos Gomez and he played <laughs> for the Brewers. <laughs> Carlos sense. Gomez played for the Brewers. And sense. it was a forty dollar jersey I got at the stadium. So like I can't really Yeah. Yeah. He was DFA'd at that point and I was kinda sad. Um but, but forty dollar jersey. But the twins guys Hometown heroes. Yeah, they just the got charge. swept by the they Tigers. Three, well, and they lost. I think what is it, one or two out of three with the Royals. Like they, yep. they've been, they've been. They're six and four in the last. They're doing 10, what though. they need to so do. They're 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 afloat. They're they're afloat. They're, <laughs> they're at least above five hundred. Right and they now. have a f- plus forty run differential. Look, if they can just hold it the rest of the the rest of the season for another month and a half, because <laughs> they've been leading the AL Central all year. They're, Their they're rotation gonna, is should be better. Oh like, my gosh! Their lineup just sucks. It no, the suck. bats just need to start going. If the bats do start going, and this is what like Major League Baseball, their batting average have been is saying terrible. If <laughs> if if the bats can start going, there's a reason why the the Twins have always been on that whatever tier one thing because it's like if they just hit average for an average baseball player and just go and do it, they 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 should be okay. So so what teams right now that are like heavy hitters do you think need new GMs? Interesting. Hmm. Um, I mean, I would it. say the Padres need a new, <laughs> need a new one. How much? Is, okay. You know what? I'll ask that question afterwards. Um, I feel like the Yankees would be one that'd be up for it. Same thing with the Angels. I feel like those are going to be the two that are kind of glaring. But I feel like the Yankees, they've been running with Brian Cashman so for so long. Who do you so say long. leaves first? Either the GM or Shohei for the Angels. You don't think the Mets I, for this? No, Mets are fine. Meta, I think the Mets as a front office have collectively said, yeah, we screwed up and probably are just going to run with it. I don't I think, have, I think, think it feels like you think the fan base is think, okay with that. Here's here's the difference. Like fan base accepts, Screw the fans. Screw the fans. Okay. But they're the ones that in, at the end of the day run the ship. They're still little brother. <laughs> they're still little brother. My thing with this is this. Okay. The Mets have a plan. They they've laid it out whether it was supposed to go public or not. The Mets have a plan. See, the was, thing, was it the same the plan thing, as okay. this plan? But, was but, the plan the this Mets, year? They had a plan the last <laughs> five years. This is what I'm saying, Steph. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. The, so it's I been spent money and it didn't work. Saying, I wouldn't trust the GM. <laughs> it wasn't saying, even the GM. Okay, it was well, the I owner. I wouldn't trust the. I wouldn't trust the ownership. That, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't trust any of the administration it's, around you know you know you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the charlotte hornets and michael jordan owning the charlotte hornets because michael jordan's going to do what michael I jordan that was wants like to do like a bucket list thing he's, for him though he's, he's, he's going like to do he's going <laughs> to yeah. do what he wants to do he's going to draft 
who yeah. he wants to draft, and he's not going to care what anyone else says, right? No. And that team hasn't what made the playoffs in what, how many years? It's been a while. They've been from the Bobcats <laughs> to the like. <laughs> they've had more name changes than I think playoff appearances. So, um, <laughs> no, my thing with the my my thing with the Mets and the Angels is this: the Mets at least have it said, "Hey, we're going to get young talent, and we're going to try to build for a couple years, and we're going to just bring pieces in as we kind of go." That's the plan that I feel like sticks out to me the most is like it's not a bad one and I feel like they kind of rectified at least for now in the short term some of the mistakes that they made the thing with the Angels is they're in win now mode and they're three and seven in the last ten and they made all these trades to try to get pieces around Shohei and around Trout to really kind of bolster their lineup but I feel like they made too many deals what is their like their their top two pitchers like what are they what what are outside outside of Shohei uh, Giolito and I forget who the other one was. So is it just? That's what I mean. Like I feel like they're not. Um, they don't have the pitching staff that they need. But, no, because they know, focus you, more on bats. But my thing was they just they needed to help their pitching. Like Giolito came over from the White Sox, but then you look at it like there's not really a name that's I'm kind of reading. I'm going to save trying yeah. to read their name. Giolito tr- truly can't be the savior because one guy's not going to come in and do it. It's, it's going to take a couple of guys to be able to work into the rotation, whether it's as a reliever let's, or a starter. And I let's mean. say they get hot, right? Let's say that the angels make it to the postseason from the point they're at right now. You can't throw Shohei game one and then Giolito game two, have a day off and then have to throw Shohei again, game three. Like that's not going to work. Even in a playoff series, like well, especially if, if you're you trying to, to make a run and, and and actually doing something as yeah. an off- offensive player too. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, you look at what Shohei's doing; he is top six in all three triple crown categories for both hitting and pitching, which is ridiculous. To be in one is insane, but to be in, in two, both, yeah, like it just shows how good he is, and that shows that he is right now the best player in baseball. I mean, yeah. he is not in the top five right now on current odds, according to MajorLeagueBaseball.com. Or for what? Fox, for Cy Young, for NL. Well, he's not in the NL. Spencer's, or uh, sorry, I mean in the uh, the AL. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is one of those days. He's currently ranked fifth. He's currently ranked fifth. I don't know. Who do they, they have? Garrett, yeah, Garrett Cole in front Cole of him. Which he's been fantastic Valdez this is year. Two, he's also is been three, yep. and Luis Castillo is four. Castillo's in there. What? Yeah. Huh. So, uh, shout out Mariners. And then it, for the NL, the Cy 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 Young. Thank you. Yep. Cy Cy Wong, <laughs> the Cy Young Award, uh, top five: Spencer Strider, uh, Zach Gallen. Yep. Blake Snell. Yep. Who I think will win it? Logan Webb. And Corbin Burns. You like Corbin Burns right now, though. Big fan. I mean, Big obviously. fan of Corbin Burns. I think, so, <laughs> the whole reason why I was thinking of trading Corbin Burns was I did not think that the Brewers team would be in the position they're currently in with having not only a winning record, we have an even differential, which is better than what we had a month ago, but I was also thinking, too, like, we've been in this, like, win-now window since 2017, which is pretty long for a team of our size and our, like, market size and whatnot. And, you know, I was thinking, like, in years past, we hadn't had a farm system. And I was like, oh, we should get younger players to just try again in a couple of years, kind of what the Mets did. But I think the young players that we have are proving to be major league ready. And we've got guys that I didn't even know were on our radar 
producing and stuff. Like Andrew Monasterio has been huge at third base um, and helping with like defense and stuff. And we've been shaky the past couple of games, but I also think it helps when everybody else around us has been shaky too, uh, apart from the Cubs who have really hit a resurgence. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Cody. Cody Bellinger. He just okay. has to bring him up every time. <laughs> Cody Bellinger has been... <laughs> and then get a rise out of here. Right. <laughs> Mo- well, you think about the Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, though, especially before COVID came. And he was, so good. He was fantastic. Like, it was, it was belly versus yelly for... And he was really young at the time, I mean, too, and at yeah. that time, he was, I mean, it was almost like... And he wasn't supposed to be at all, but he was kind of becoming the face of that franchise a he little was. bit. And he no, wasn't... No, he wasn't you know supposed I mean? to be, but he was becoming the yeah. face. Yeah, so... But the and thing with, like, the Dodgers them. is that they, they just get people. Like, they, 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 they draft just, they, well. They bring they, in... They're yeah. so good with they it. They develop like, players I'm really not, well. I'm not a big Dave like. Roberts fan, but, like, you know, he, he does a really good job at developing mm. developing athletes. And utilizing. And, and utilizing them. It's just when it comes to decisions and the playoffs is mm-hmm. what kind of just gets me a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, why? Why, Dave? Mm-hmm. Like, like, why did you do this? And then I'm just like, whatever, you know, it's going to happen. But, I mean, their team this year, going into the season... I felt I was, like it was going to be a down year. I, I did feel like it was going to be a down year, but they made some moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought in some other people and like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Julio Arias, uh, Max Muncie. Like they, <laughs> and they Can the you list look goes up on. NL MVP? They, that, that list just goes on, right? They just have so many just good people. And I'm just like, man, they, they, uh, they made some moves. Mm-hmm. They made some good moves. Because Freeman's been raking lately. Um, and has been playing really, really well for the Dodgers. I kind of wanted to look at. You want like the the odds for yeah, just AL the, and, M- and NL. Yeah, start with NL. Um, okay, so NL um, Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, That's Matt Olson, from the Dodgers Cody Bellinger, right uh, Juan Soto, Sean Murphy, Corbin Carroll. How far do you want me to go down? Uh, good enough. Like the the two <laughs> teams, Austin Riley, and then Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. So there's what. Four Braves, couple of Dodgers. One former Dodger. One former Dodger. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of see what teams are having good years. We talk about the Dodgers and the Braves and then how many MVP candidates that they have too. Um, I guess to finish on the NL Central, I really I really think the Cubs are going to be dangerous now moving forward. They fought to stay together at the trade deadline. I think the Cubs wanted to... Well, they're, they're staying um, afloat right now above 500. Um, and the Cubs front office, I think, was selling, but then you had people like Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger kind of fighting and saying, no, we want to stay here and we want to win and stuff. And they have the team to win the division. Um, I mean, they're only two and a half backs. From two and a half back. You the got Brewers, the Reds so. at two and a half back as well. The Brewers leading the division right now. So it'll be, I think the Central will be a fun one to watch um, just to see who comes out as division winner. And, they aren't wow. too far out of the wild card either. No, I mean, even if you look at you know the the la- you know the Cardinals um, and the eleven NLC, back, it, it, they're eleven back. Like, but still, there's a lot of the season left to go. Yeah, that anything can happen. Did right? you? So Jack Flaherty, who was Cardinals starting pitcher at the beginning of the year, got traded to Baltimore. He had he had his first start with Baltimore, I think, a couple of days ago, and he made the comment of, "Yeah, it's been a while since I've had to turn up my pitch com while pitching at home." <laughs> I was like, 
guess that shows kind of what year the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are, uh, or what kind of year the Cardinals are having. They're used to either, but there's a lot of those big hitters on the bottom. Um, So AL odds right now: Shohei, Shohei, yep, uh, Seager, yep, Kyle Tucker. Wait, 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 wait. How long was Seager out? Because if he is, he's still up there. And this is from. How long was he out? August 11th. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today. Yeah, so this is... Okay, he was... Here. Oh, July 22nd. Okay. Um, Kyle Tucker, okay. uh, Rosarina. Um, yeah, Tucker's see. been having a great year. Uh, Randy's been having a Louis great Robert, year. Louise Robert Jr. actually is on he, there. Bo Bichette. <laughs> is a really good hitter, so that doesn't surprise me. He Rushman, produces high level. Rushman's up here. Adolis Rushman Garcia's should be higher. Garcia's up there. Higher. Um, and then, uh, this is killing me. This is another Ranger, Marcus Sem- Simeon. Thank you. I, his name is just S E and I'm like, what the heck? Cause it doesn't yep. fill in. Yep. Um, either way, uh, that's, that's basically your top odds right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of great players on that list. I think like you look at guys like Adolis Garcia, Randy, or Rosarina, um, two high profile guys from the Rangers and the Rays, um, Seeger is a really big producer. Again, like so, so kind of looking at this hitting. though, like you look at sure, like in the NL, there's a lot of Braves. It seemed like, and a lot of Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the the AL, it it's interesting because you've got the Rangers and you got the, I, I would say Blue Jays probably have the next most like guys that are on this list. Mm-hmm. So. You know, is that going to be a correlation? Will the Blue Jays start catching fire a little bit with their? Because at the end of the day, their their bats are the ones that are up for MVP right now. You know, with Bo and Bichette, I think it's Guerrero. I mean, that that's that's two, and they're both high up there. I think it's interesting just looking at the Blue Jays' position because right now they're the last team in the wild card, third team in their division. But it feels like they've just kind of had a quieter year i mean they're 65 they, they and 52 could be dangerous in the playoff if you know the playoffs roll around and it's kind of like nobody's talking about them nobody yeah nobody's they really have, they have a great team so a lot of it's been around the rays the orioles the rangers and the astros they haven't really been talking about the blue jays no. and the mariners are the hottest team and in they baseball probably right now. like it that way right now to be honest i feel like a lot of teams would like it if they weren't being talked if about it was just kind of floating into it and yeah, yeah. did um, you see uh one last thing i guess on baseball did you see uh what the Phillies did with uh, Trey Turner? No. Um, he was in the middle of like also a, a former, struggle. Former Dodger. Yeah, former Dodger. <laughs> also former National. Um, but he was in. The, he was just struggling at the plate and whatnot. So the Phillies, when he came up to bat the first time, the one game. Uh, this was about a week ago. They uh, had a huge standing ovation for him. And, you know, kind of showed their support that, you know, they're still with him and stuff, even though he's struggling and whatnot. Since that game, he's batting like 385 with a bunch of like home runs and stuff like that. Bought a billboard to still thank better the fans than any, and stuff. Uh, any, any twins batter. Yeah. <laughs> but like you, you kind of see the support from just like the fan base and stuff like that, where, you know, I say like, oh, the fans don't matter when it comes to like front office stuff and whatnot. Um, just because like those decisions are on those people, but like, the support that the players get from the fans and stuff like that's what matters. And it's like something you don't see a lot of when players are struggling. You usually hear like, Oh, he sucks. Put him on the bench, put it, you know, get rid of him, trade him, you know, do whatever. 
but then you see like when the they, positive reinforcement comes and it they know how good Trey Turner really is. Yeah. And they just had to get him going. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And I mean that could be huge for Philly. Not necessarily like they're right around nine and a half, ten games out of the division race, but you talk about being a wild card team. They they, they showed scary, last they're year a scary team to to be in the wild yeah. card right now. You know, so watch out for every other team right now. They're seventy three in their last ten. So, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're getting to the end of summer here, so it's gonna start to really ramp up for baseball. September baseball is always the best kind of baseball. It is fun. Um, it's playoffs every day from okay. there on out. Now the remainder of this time, we're gonna be talking about a lot of college football. So the All first right, thing I'm we're gonna talk about, I'm, I'm mad, is realignment. <laughs> is, I'm mad. I'm mad. And Furious. there is so much going on with college football realignment, especially even since last time we chatted. Why in the world would Stanford and California join the ACC? Well, they haven't done that. And there's a lot of roadblocks. So just hold on. But, but go why through, would you through, even think about it? I'm going to go through some stuff. So just uh, the same way other teams want to go into the Big Ten. I'm, I'm so mad. In 2024, 2025, the Big 12... Um, it is uh, you, sorry, you're all, you're all good. I'm I'm living. You're living. Okay. Um, so <laughs> there, <laughs> the, the the major like players and all moving around here. Um, you know everybody's been hearing on the news. Oregon, uh, obviously UCLA and USC already made the move for for next year. Um, but Washington, um, Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado. Pac-12 is basically disintegrating. Oh, there um, will not be a Pac-12 anymore. That that's going to be a conference that's just not going to be there. Unfortunately, um, what's crazy? I'm I actually just, I was just reading an article from uh, that was written with uh, Chip Kelly from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and he was basically saying Chip like, Kelly's at, at uh, UCLA. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah UC, but he was at he was at, at Oregon. He, he, he but he went to um, I swear I thought he was at Notre Dame. Oh, I'm. Uh, you're you're thinking of. Um, uh, I'll I'll look it up here. The new LSU coach. Is that who you're talking about? He used to coach at Notre Dame. Yeah, I, whatever, whatever it is. But Chip Kelly was saying up. that you know, um, Power Five conference, all the Power Five conferences. He just he was saying something like you were saying uh, a few weeks ago, done that they should just disband conferences. In college football, Brian Kelly. No, but you're talking about Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly yeah, yeah. was at Notre Dame before. Now is at LSU. Yes. Chip Kelly Chip is at, U- at UCLA. Yes. Was at Oregon before. Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay, it, it was the Kellys. First. Okay, it was. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But he, he was just saying that they should just disband conferences in college football. He said just because like it, it works so well for Notre Dame being independent, they have conference for every other sport but football. Well, he was saying that yeah, they should go division like the he, NFL. He, well, he, well, he, well, he didn't. He didn't even say that. He, he, well, well he, yeah, he did. He what, did end up saying yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah. But like he was basically saying that the Power Five should just be its own division. Yeah, um, and that every school should just be it should be like sixty four teams or whatever. That's in the Power Five conference for you know all the teams that are in the Power Five, and then that that's how the the schedule should be made based off of that. And and you're you're competing against teams that are locally like around you too. So it'd be like if they're divisions of eight, you play everybody in that division, and then you can play other teams outside of it. But there'd be sixty four teams. You win your division, you go to the playoff. So there'd be eight teams in the playoff. I'm just. 
I what do you think about that? Still not a fan. Like, don't get me wrong. I get there's a lot of um, money involved with college football and how much money that they pull in with different things with sponsors and the college football it all playoff has to and do bowls. With media rights. I mean, and everything with, that's happening with is media, because of media rights. And uh-huh. I get if you know the Pac-12 is like we just don't have a, a media, we don't have the right media rights set up. But then it's like you work on that and keep the conference around. I was listening to. Uh, a, a coach's interview and how he's talking about like yeah it's it sucks because you have student athletes who forget you know all the transfer portal stuff there are still student athletes that want to stay closer to home so that way they can be around family still or you know stay in the area and not have to worry about um you know traveling and all this other stuff like being a college athlete now especially with things like travel and stuff can be taxing and difficult at times because you're either constantly on the road or constantly moving to different things and he was talking about how like for softball for example forget college football and all the travel stuff that they get to do softball doesn't get the um you know private jets and stuff like that that football teams basketball teams get so when you're telling me that usc has to go play rutgers in a conference game i get that but then again like what's bringing in the money is what they're looking at Right. So what what team is going to bring in the most revenue? Then why right. not just move football and basketball then and keep everything else separate? Like, that's my thing is well, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That, that that's just his suggestion was saying that for football, not for any other sport, but for football, that teams uh, should just be independent rather than being in a conference yeah. for the power five. Yeah. And I. That's great for that, but it just I no, I, just, I totally understand because, like, for me, I would love to see conferences yeah. still. I, I wish that the Pac-12 would stay the Pac-12, and I wish that there was no realignment right now mm-hmm. um, just because, like, I, for me, it's it, it's I don't want to see that change, yeah. right? People don't really like change that much, but this is a change that I just really don't like as there, much. There's, there's a know? little bit more change than I think anybody thought that there would be or that was maybe necessary um but i think it i mean at the end of the day like it it's it's happening like if it was if i was them i would have realigned maybe the pac-12 and what is it the big 12 or not the big the you're thinking like the texas oklahoma yeah yeah big 12 so so i'm thinking like that those two conferences maybe should have realigned but yeah i i or even like the Big Twelve and like maybe the SEC or the ACC, like you see some trickling effects there. But for the Pac twelve to be in the Big Ten, or even the other schools to just be in the like, if we're saying any of the Pac twelve schools going into the ACC is what you were saying at yeah. first, right? That just doesn't make any sense because if you're on the West Coast, now you have to go all the way to the East Coast, and if you're Big Ten, like you're obviously you're Midwest really, but then they have East Coast. Travel is nuts for it, all it, of it's this. It's insane. And, um, and for me, too, like the Big Ten was starting to kind of get too big even when we added Rutgers, Rutgers and Maryland, Maryland because it's like you have to go all the way out to the East Coast then and then go all the way over to Nebraska. And like they're just – college see, football, too, was built on like yes. the rivalry stuff and being able to say like, oh, yeah, we, we have to go play Illinois and different you things. You know, that and like, part, of, it, part of what – I don't know. I, I, like, what, you go ahead, Steph. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it would have made sense if, like, Nebraska 
left the Big Ten in Nebraska, went into like the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve, which they like had that. moved. They had moved from that, and I think Nebraska made sense when we added them. But then adding like Maryland and Rutgers for me, like for me, I always went by geography, I guess, in a sense. And yeah, like you no, know, the Midwest kind of stays in the Midwest, and that's like, what I'm thinking. That. Right? Atlantic Coast and like the you know, Big East and uh, the SEC kind of control yeah, the bottom. Then Big it's Twelve. No, there's and, nothing regional about any of these no. anymore. And I, I, I think, you know, if you're looking at big schools, it's some of these conferences are very much they're they're forming themselves based on whether they're like a research institution or you know what kind of academic institution they are. So like, there's a lot of that that that's going on here. I I do think that the the Big Ten after the dust settles will be at twenty. They're so trying they're to add to two it, more teams. Like, yeah. So right, uh, um, just to catch people up, Oregon and Washington are moving to the Big Ten 2024, 2025. So this is the last year that they will be that the Pac-12 will be intact with UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington. That being said, last year with Colorado as well because they're going to the Big Twelve. Um, also. Last year that you're going to have Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah in the Pac-12 because they are also going to the Big 12. So do you, do you think this is going to affect the tournament for like NCAA tournament for March Madness? I mean, no. Yeah. I, I think I think at the end of the day, the Big 12 is already extremely competitive. The Pac-12 was kind of like down a little bit for as far as like how competitive they've been in tournaments. Take away UCLA maybe. Um, well, I, I'm I'm just going off of like regional purposes. So like how they how they do or how they you know uh, line up like the teams that are playing in each I guess section. Yeah, region. I mean like right. I think at the end of the day, if you've got you know what eight teams from the Big Ten, seven teams from the SEC, seven teams from the uh, five teams from the A- six teams from the ACC, seven teams from the Big Twelve, whatever. The Big it, Ten is going to be the best conference in basketball. <clears throat> Big Ten is going to be incredible. Big Twelve is going to be good. It actually Big Twelve has always been good. It's a smaller conference in general. It has been a smaller conference, but now I mean they're adding teams like Arizona State and Arizona. Both of those teams are pretty good basketball schools. Obviously, Arizona is really good. Um, but I mean, yeah, Utah they've they've had their shots. Colorado they won the Pac twelve back in the day. Um, so, so again, it's going to be interesting to see some of that. But I think, you know, where do the other California schools stand? Cal, Stanford, right? Um, you, you have two. Those are the bigger schools, right? You got Oregon State and Washington State that are kind of in limbo. I think those schools, unfortunately, I know they're Pac-12 schools. I also know I'm wearing an Oregon Duck hat, so I'm an Oregon fan. I'm not an Oregon State fan. I'm okay if those schools go to the Mountain West or something. They've never competed. I mean, baseball as far wise, as Oregon State was wise, good, but like right, you're right, thinking about you get, football you, but, and basketball. But, but Jake, it just Long Beach State is good in baseball as well. Yeah, you don't have to be in the Pac-12, right? You don't yeah. like you don't have to be in a big conference. So I'm saying, like, football wise, if everything's being realigned because of football, we all know that football media, Oregon State and Washington State are smaller markets. They don't have the success that the Washingtons, the Oregons, the USCs, the UCLAs do. They don't. So you're fine losing so, Oregon versus Oregon State? So I'm fine. What do you mean losing Oregon? Like losing Oregon, Oregon State football game. I mean, at the end of the day, that game was one that 
typically didn't matter. The rivalry is so one-sided. I, I mean, it, but they it's still, not like they a Duke North Carolina it. rivalry. It, it's, it's but that's my the civil war, right? It's 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 a it's a it's a rivalry, and I get it. It I, I've never felt that game even come close to as important as the Washington Husky Oregon game ever. And I think you could ask any Oregon fan and they'd say almost the same thing. Like that Washington game is more important because you want to own the Northwest. You want to own the Northwest. That's that's what you care about. And then when Chip Kelly went to UCLA, it's always been beat UCLA, right? And USC, it's always beat USC to be the top dog or beat, you, you know, Utah's obviously mm-hmm. snuck in there too. But so it's Oregon State has never just felt like that rivalry, like other like Michigan, Ohio State, or like uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Minnesota, right? They're 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 out of state rivalries, and like Oregon's uh, like actual rival has, in my eyes, has always been Washington. And being Ohio State's forever. obviously a bigger rivalry, but would you say Michigan, Michigan State is still pretty big too? That is a pretty big rivalry, and it, it, it's but Michigan State <laughs> is also a different athletic school than Oregon State. I mean, Oregon yeah, State is okay. Wrong. They can you're do things, wrong. but it, it's 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 very different. It's but it's different. They don't get top tier recruits as well as like Oregon would get. You know, it it's not even close. It, it is. I mean, like Michigan State can sneak in there and get some players. Now, are they getting the same guys as Michigan? No, but you know, you, you can go across the board. You can look at basketball. You know, and how did the basketball teams do at Michigan State? Well, they're pretty dang good <laughs> across the board. Like they have. They have good rivalries. Good teams, yeah, right? but if you care every year, if you, there's if there's the most important game you're circling, it's the Ohio State game. You're not wrong. And the, and again, so it, it's the same thing with Oregon. And I, again, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I don't think Washington. Again, it doesn't mean you can't schedule a game out of conference because you're still going to have those opportunities if you want to. Side side note: Have you watched quarterbacks yet, Jacob? <laughs> no, you got. You've now watched I, it. I have now finished it. Good job. Um, and then in it, it actually has uh, Mariota practicing at Washington, yep. saying how much he hates their purple and gold. Yeah, it, it it is. It's a big. It's the bigger rivalry. That's just what it is. So, just educating you. But 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 for you, you're not losing your rivalry. I'm <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. So, I'm not excited about playing USC at nine thirty so, at night. Dude, so I'm not excited, excited about, about Oregon Ducks. Says, I, I get to talk. I want my sleep. I get to talk to you about Wisconsin, Oregon. I get to talk to you about Michigan, Oregon. My team is in the conference. My team's in the conference that, that we get to talk about. His one of ten teams. No, no offense. For college no offense, football, you can miss me with it. Like there's not, I'm, there's not one. What am I? What am I wearing? I don't. I don't cheer for other college football teams like I do Oregon. There's not even close. Not even close. And, and ah, I just, you were cheering for Utah last year quite a bit. That's well. That's that's because that's because I want to beat beat your USC ah, man ah, that, that you had. I'm just. I'm. I'm not like excited about. Not excited about it. You're not excited. I, about I, it. No. See, Explain see, why you don't like it. I is it. It's the regional thing. Is that what it is? Is it the tradition of of what? It's it, tradition. It's. I mean, the Rose Bowl's gone, but at the, the same time, it's always it's been gone since when, next year when the college football playoff starts. It's gonna the be Rose Bowl's gone anyway, which is and it has been gone because great, fine, wonderful. The college football playoff is finally expanding. Maybe Wisconsin can get in as a twelve seed like ten years down the road. 
salty. I'm, no I am. I am. Because <laughs> Wisconsin, I was just going to talk, when we go through conferences here, I was going to talk about Wisconsin's like being talked about as a team that can make the college football playoff with four this year. Which so is great. I, <laughs> and I'm excited for that. I feel like when we get to that conversation, I'm very excited about Wisconsin sports in general right now. Yeah. My thing is this. One one of the best times of just living life so far for me in 23 years was waking up and feeling like college football Saturday. We're playing Indiana, Illinois, whoever. And like you knew it was going to be like, you know, a day big, game, too. big game for conference, a day game. Like you talk about college football atmosphere and like is that how it would always. Yes. There's yes, not going to be a college football atmosphere. It is atmosphere. because no, it. I just, okay, I, okay. Wisconsin goes and plays USC, and is it's a, a night fire game. alarm button on there that you can press for yourself. <laughs> no, we, 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 we need an extinguisher in here. I we honest, need some help. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, we're going to go play USC. Okay, whoop de do. We're going to go gonna play care Oregon. About that game? No, but right now, this year, if Wisconsin played USC as an out of conference game, you would be more excited about that game than yes. like any other. Game. Because because. That would be like, okay, yeah, we actually, you know, it's a good game, a great opponent. Like, it doesn't have... You know you're not playing USC every meaning. year, right? Are you sure? It's guaranteed. There's too there's, many teams there's, in the conference. There's going to be... You, you can't... You're playing half the teams. You're playing half the teams. There's so going why to would be, we... My other thing is this. Why would we have a conference of 20 teams if we're not going to be able to see, like, they even only, half those teams. Well, well they because only play. They only no, play no, no, no. The reason why that, that I think they're going to do twenty is is when when you're doing eighteen, it's it's harder to to get the schedule designed where you're playing half the team. So so for it, it would be it'd be you're, you're playing eight. You're playing eight conference games. They want the conference games to be nine. So. Honestly, if I it's think harder they, to they, schedule, so if they, they go they to might, twenty. I think they might have to add more. You conference have two divisions. Games. And, and you're playing each team in your division or in your division once, and then you have the conference championship game, and you play the winner of each of those divisions, and then that conference champion is like the. If, if, so if winner. we're if we're if it's harder to schedule games and teams, then why are we going to bigger conferences? Well, so this is what are you talking about? Why are we going up to twenty teams? Why are we going to eighteen teams if it's harder to schedule? teams within the conference to actually make it so that way you can play everybody in the it, conference it, on a decent schedule it's it's competition it, it, it's about it it's, being it's competition e- even across the board though like you want to have if it's 10 and 10 right then everybody within each of those divisions gets to play each other the big 10 okay. before any of these additions was already too big to have everybody playing each other yeah so if we have two divisions and it's not the leadership division and the whatever division that we've had through the years here, the last East and West. Yeah, I know it's East and West, but it was claimed before that to be like the, the yeah, which was dumb. Don't, don't <laughs> so, get me started on that. So There's been dumb things that the big Ten's done, but what I'm saying is that by it going to 20, it makes more sense. You can have nine and nine, the winners of those divisions within the conference play in a conference championship. And if, and if at the end of the day, the dust settles and it's a big 12, uh, ACC, SEC, and Big Ten, and there are four conferences, right? It is going to be a lot easier to make that quote-unquote major playoff with what is so, it? So, eight, eight so, teams, right? Is it 12 or so eight? Would you, 12? So would you say that they would 12. take... So if it was, let's say they were going to keep it four teams instead of expanding, right? Would you? And then let's say there's four conferences instead of five. Do you think they would 
or what do you think they would have uh just had conference champions go to the playoffs? No, I think it'll still be 12 because you're still going to get, uh, like you're still going to have your schools that can quote unquote uh, schedule an out of conference game. I think teams mostly play like 12, sometimes 13 games. If you go to your conference championships. Yeah. So you get, you get those games. You, you can add your one or two. If you have a rivalry, you can circle that. There's actually like a clause in the big 10, like expansion already that says like that you can schedule it. It might not be the last game of the season. Like you're talking about, like with that, but with the 18 teams, Michigan and Ohio State can still have their game. Washington and Oregon the only still get is, their game. The only thing is, like, got, I like, just don't know if they're going to get the game every year, right? Just because of how big the conference is, they're going to have to they're going to have to mix some stuff up. Unless unless they do switch them to divisions, right? And if Michigan and but, Ohio but, State but would they, be in the same division, they already, they'd play each other every but year. But they already talked about uh, taking out divisions. Right, but if they add to 20 is what I'm saying. So, like, and I I think they will go to 20. I think they will add Stanford. I think they'll add Cal because I don't think they're going to get Notre Dame. If they could get Notre Dame, they add Notre Dame and Stanford. Notre Dame is independent. They're not going to do that. Right, but if they could get Notre Dame and Stanford also regionally, and we talk about this, Jake, and Notre Dame Dame would make more sense than anybody. (laughs) Because they're in Indiana, so they make the most sense. Um, that being Plus said, they already have a history with Michigan and Michigan State too, and having that, rivalries that's there. A huge rivalry with Michigan, and and so. since USC is joining, they also have one there too. So For like a year, we've known USC and UCLA. Yep. So it, it wasn't as crazy as what just happened, right? But now Oregon and Washington make more sense because USC and UCLA. There are more West Coast schools that can play each other without travel, similar to there are East Coast schools like Penn State, Rutgers. Right, like you, you, you have that dynamic where there are West Coast schools that they can play each other, and good West Coast schools. The thing that to me makes no sense at all is Stanford and Cal looking at the ACC. There's no tie there before. There's nothing in between in the middle of the country to even connect like a, a region. Like if you're drawing colors of the conference right now, like the, East the Big Ten is east to west coast, like yes. a hot dog. Yes. Well, it's it's it'd be more like a candy cane now. Um, the Big 12 is pretty centralized still. Like, Which, like Colorado and Arizona, like, makes sense. Like, I think Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado makes sense for the Big 12. That's fine. Makes sense. That color splotch looks good. I have SEC, no problems with the Big 12. SEC. Or the SEC. Those, those splotches look great. The ACC, however, if they add Stanford and Cal, it makes zero. That one makes well, zero sense the, to me. The ACC is watching what's happening with the Pac 12, and they're just trying to protect their league. It's so a get, it's a desperation get, thing for me. So well, and is if, there, if we look at it for the from like competitive standpoint, the ACC has one of the best basketball conferences in all of college basketball, right? Facts. But when it comes to football, they don't. No, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it it comes down to typically two teams in that conference, and Clemson has been. Yeah. It comes down the Papa one, Papa Bear really, for, forever. <laughs> this year, it's supposed to change, but I feel like it's a Mets thing. We've been talking about it for years. Florida State, they're 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 looking good. They're looking good. Miami, they're looking good. They're looking good. They haven't shown up. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I think it. I think if that ended up happening, Stanford in the ACC makes no sense. Cal in the ACC makes no sense to me. You know like, what they should do? They should just take back Maryland and Rutgers into the ACC. I know they don't the, want them. It would make more sense to it, me. It, it would make sense for that. And then if not only that, if they took Penn State with it, right? 
because that's that's more east. Jaken would anything. lose his mind if Penn State. I, I can't. I I um, even though it makes sense, it makes sense. I'm just saying this would make sense. Yes, it makes sense. I don't like it because tradition, but it makes sense. So, also, West Virginia leaving the Big Twelve and going to the ACC would wouldn't be a that that would thing. that would actually with, with Virginia too. Virginia Tech. I feel like West Virginia would like that. See, because West Virginia and Rutgers came from the Big East. Um, yep, and, and, and and yeah, I I think now that like West Virginia has been relatively competitive throughout in the, the big sports of. Big- but you know why, they jo- why Rutgers joined the Big Ten? Why the Big Ten wanted Rutgers? First of all, Rutgers was has never been like a crazy amazing. Makes their school. GPA look better. No, <laughs> it's it's all about markets. It's all about media markets. And when you're in Newark, New Jersey, you get a whole gamut of East Coast people uh. that get to watch the ACC. So the moment Rutgers joined the Big Ten, that was the moment everything fell through. I'm I'm gonna go. If we're looking for. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go home. Pin to drop. Like that's what happened. The domino that fell. <laughs> I'm going to go home, Cry. I'm going to grab my Wii, and I'm going to play NCAA 09 when times were simpler, and can, there wasn't yeah, all this. Can't you make conferences, too, in that? You should make all the conferences. I'm sure you can, but not uh, not on the Wii. I'm just going to play as mascots <laughs> and win 200 to nothing and just call it a night. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, though, I, I think at the end of the day, um, th- there are still moves that can be had. I mean, this North Carolina stupid. wants to leave the ACC. Mic drop. This is stupid. You said North Carolina. North Carolina has talked about leaving the ACC. All right. If, no. 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 There's more. I will. There's more. That I'm going to burn fire with water Virginia, if that happens. Virginia has talked about it as well. That's fine. Virginia uh, Florida State has said they want more cut of like media rights. Where are they going to go? SEC. Fine. Because that makes the most sense. If Big Ten because if SEC it was going to be 20, Big Ten, I'm just going to say everybody join the Big Ten. The NCAA is now just the Big Ten and just end it. No, Done. It, it's going to be the Goodbye. big. It's going to be the Big Ten, SEC, and Big Twelve at the end of the day. And then the Big Twelve is going to join the Big Ten because the Big Ten is going to have this the, huge market. So the Big and Five, like the Big Ten three. years from now, it's just going to be the Big Ten NCAA joint. Well, it's going to be the Big Ten, the SEC. It's going to be those two conferences. Where's St. Thomas this, this going? This is a professional PDA. This no, is this is St. Thomas. They're, <laughs> they're going to join the Big Ten. St. Thomas isn't going anywhere. They're they're in the they're in the six. They're not in the sixty four schools. Um, no, okay. Realistically, though, to me, what makes sense. Pac-12 will, in my eyes, won't go away forever. Yeah, and here, and here's how it happens. No, no, no. Here's how the Pac-12 or Pac-10 Pac happens, 12. in my ideas. Cal and Stanford Pac hang in there. Oregon State and Washington State hang in there. Okay? Bear with me. They add Gonzaga. Gonzaga's been wanting to join that conference for years. They didn't do it because of football. They will now because they'll take anybody. Okay, so they take five. Do you think San that Diego Gonzaga State, adds a football team? No. No, they won't. They have too, They sell too many T-shirts that say "Undefeated Football" in, uh, in their bookstore. <laughs> you said for the, for the marketing rights, <laughs> just not having. Uh, uh. So yeah, Gonzaga, San Diego State. Okay, I think there's a lot of potential with Boise State, a school like that. I think you could add a Hawaii. Well, it makes sense okay, as so well. We forget about so the you start American thinking Conference. Like, no, Mountain West is, is a lot of those. But I, No, he I, knows what he said. I, 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 yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. We forget about the Yeah, American what about Cincinnati? Cincinnati's there's, gone. There's teams that are in there that can go into the Pac-12. That are very good. Houston right. Houston joined the Pac-12, or the Big, Big 12. 12. Uh, Cincinnati, I think, joined the Big 12. Yep. BYU left Mountain West for the Big 12. Yeah, so BYU joining the Pac-12 would have made more sense, but there was no media deal. So the BYU's like, we want to be seen. 
nationally, so we're going to the Big 12. That's what's happening with these institutions. Their what presidents. The Longhorn Network. Sorry, thinking out loud. Uh, they probably still get like a cut. Anyway, um, so those that's that's eight schools, right? With with the Boise State, I think that you can add North Dakota State. <laughs> no. Nah, I don't think we're getting, I don't think they're we're getting desperate. Enough. Okay, they're, okay. If so we're getting desperate, eight, add St. Thomas. Those eight? No, 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 no. I, and then I think I think the steal would be to grab a Notre oh, Dame. Roberts. The, the steal would be to add a Notre Dame to that Pac-12. Notre Dame is never signing anything. They're independent. And the reason why they would is because Stanford ally with them when it comes to just they, how they, uh, high academically they, standard they, they are. They had a they rivalry. They would have done that at first then. They, the, no. they would have been joined a conference. Because the Pac-12 could give Notre Dame a similar deal like Notre Dame gets with the ACC right now. But Notre Dame makes more money being independent. It, it, see, see, they're in it for for basketball. I'm talking about for football. So football is the only right, but thing they're, that they're guaranteed to play. They, they guarantee in, in their contract with the ACC. They're guaranteed they have to play a certain amount of ACC teams every year. So the difference is Notre Dame would do that deal with the Pac-12 to create viewership as well. Is is all I'm saying for this to work? If the Pac-12 is going to hold on to last hopes, they're adding those schools. Is what I'm saying. So that's we're at nine now. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's relevant in the college football landscape. <laughs> Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA. They already found a spot. Oh, well. <laughs> I tried. Colorado, I tried to. Colorado State. Solve the fate of the world. Utah eh. State. I've been to Colorado State. Creighton. <laughs> Start just becoming a basketball conference. See, my thing is this. If, they added, if the Big Ten added Creighton, that would make sense too in Nebraska. So years ago, so when I was at Gonzaga... Gonzaga was looking at the Big East because that got Gonzaga or Big East asked Gonzaga to be part of the conference, and Gonzaga said no. Gonzaga said no because of how expensive it would have been to play other games. Well, the Big East, it doesn't make sense because they're on the West Coast. So. No, but they they were going to add a school like Creighton. They they were looking at like having kind of a a similar thing that's going on right now, Wouldn't just be the Big as East basketball anymore. type schools. Well. I mean, be the big, I'm going to travel across America to play with, on the West with, Coast with, and East Coast. So there might need to be some name changes to conferences at the end of the day. Yeah, the Big Ten is just called um, the NCAA. It's going to be the Big 20, man. So <laughs> it, any last words about just conference realignment? <laughs> Jake is just loving this. <laughs> all in all, um, it should stay the same. There shouldn't be a conference realignment. Um, unfortunately there is, That's this is the and, most, know, this is the landscape we have to live in. And you know what? You're going to be podcasting on this. You know, this is the most mad I've been anymore. while recording. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm, you obviously haven't gotten over if it. People haven't it figured it out yet. I am not a fan at all. Period. End of story. Okay. I'm but leave since it, at it that. happened, how are you going <laughs> to, we're, we're going to work through the problems. This is not we'll a talk for 30 minutes. No, maybe some yoga this week will help you out a little hey, bit. They can take hey, the Pac-12 could take Oklahoma State. <laughs> just saying, just just saying they could take Aren't Oklahoma they State. The, they're doing fine in the Big 12. The Big 12 is expanding. What other buttons do I have here? Just enough with the buttons. I'm going to go over it. <laughs> college football playoff preview. Who are who are we looking at here? So there's 17 teams that were dubbed having chances this year. So well, regardless of realignment that's okay. going on on the background, there are 17 well, teams. Here's what they're saying for 17 teams. I'm just going to lay the field out. Okay, before we even like before do we do chances. that. Well, I'm just saying I'm not going to say what the odds are who's going to win. I'm just going to say the top 17. Here's teams. the top 17 teams that have a shot. And if you think anybody's outside of the 17, that's my first question. 
is is who do you think that I didn't mention that actually m- might have a shot? Okay, don't read it in order though. I won't read it in order. I'll just pick randomly. Uh, Tennessee, Clemson, Texas, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame, Florida State, not Florida, Florida State, Alabama, Michigan. Did I say Oklahoma and Penn State? Um, Wisconsin, TCU, Georgia, LSU. Those are the 17 teams they're saying have a shot. And this is still four four teams, right, going into the playoffs this year? And Wisconsin. I can't remember. Because they're not expanding for like until like what? Until the realignment happens for the Big Ten, right? They're not. 24. 24, 25. So so next year. Not this year, but like they're saying this upcoming year, but the next year. Yep. So if we're doing four teams, I'm probably going to say I'll do Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan. And that's going to be a tough one because I just don't know how. I mean, it's happened before Michigan, Ohio State making it to the, the playoffs. Um, but. So you're saying Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and then who else? It's probably, it's probably going to be two SEC teams and then two Big Ten teams, if I'm being honest. Are you going to say your fourth one or are you just uh, leaving Alabama? <laughs> okay. That's kind of a given. All right, Jaken. <sighs> Still mad. Hold on. <laughs> Um, feel like this year one team out of the Ohio State Michigan makes it. I don't know how to feel on Ohio State. I know they have the best receiver, but I feel like they new, they, they lost. There's the a lot of new they, quarterbacks they, yeah. in college football yeah. though, across so, the landscape, except one place. I'm way gonna, out west. That's going to be in the Big USC. Ten. They yeah. still have Caleb Williams, so they do. They can fight on into if, nowhere. It, okay, okay. Um, if he, mm, they mm, have to do something this year. Uh, they have yeah. to do something. This uh, year. Yep. All right. Sorry. So my four teams right off into the sunset That's in the tough. Pac-12. My they four teams right off into the sunset. Um, Michigan. Go blue. Georgia. USC. You're not taking Oregon? On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. I'm very excited for Wisconsin. You think they can go? I think so. So you're you're taking... I'm taking Wisconsin over Michigan. Or over Ohio State, not Michigan. Um, So Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, and USC? And I shouldn't be saying this because every time I feel like Ohio State's going to have a bad year, they don't, and they actually play outstandingly well. They, they don't have a, like, okay, so I don't know who they have at quarterback right now, but usually you who? hear some, Ohio State. You, you hear something you, about you their quarterback. You hear something about the quarterback, and I just haven't heard anything yet uh, leading up to this upcoming season. So mm-hmm. that is the the one, I guess, takeaway that I would say Ohio State, like, may or may not make it because of that. Um, and my thing is, too, they have to play at the Big House this year. They have to play at Wisconsin. Well, they don't even know who it is yet. St- it's a competition. They have to play at State. Notre Dame. There's two guys that are so still that's like, not, that's what I'm saying. So, like, since we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. But it's not right? a star, right? I mean, if it, it, if it a was a star, it'd be different. they'd know who it is. Yeah. But so, I think I think the road schedule is going to be tougher for Ohio State this year. And I think because we don't know who their quarterback is, it's hard for me to pick them. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking Ohio State out. I'm going to put in USC. That's Smart man. Um, 
I think Michigan has the better team anyways, aside from that wide receiver. I mean, Harrison Jr. is outstanding. Um, I think Wisconsin, with the amount of roster turnover that they've had, not only with um, the air raid attack, it seems like they're building. Uh, they have couple of four-star quarterbacks now all of a sudden that's not normal for Wisconsin uh they got a big name head coach who's trying to get the program to turn the corner a little bit and become more and more of a um a powerhouse uh I heard like not even just a running team anymore no they they're looking literally they have probably the best running back duo in the country and we might no run the ball like 45. Well, we, it, okay, okay, hold on. What's going to be crazy on. is that we're, <clears throat> we're, we're adding UCLA, and we're, at, we're adding some of the Pac-12 teams, and obviously the Pac-12 teams are pass-first teams primarily. Yeah. Right? The West Big Coast Ten offense. is the, the, the Big Ten is a run offense. It's going to be interesting how this goes. So, so I'm really curious. Because Chip Kelly and Oregon developed just this fast-running gun. Well, their problem was when they ran into juggernauts like SEC or Big Ten defenses. Yes. So now these teams are going to have to adapt to each other. Yes. <laughs> so I honestly, I feel like with the realignment, the Big Ten will ba- be and we're back. Folks. Will be the best <laughs> conference in football. The Badgers will have a four thousand yard and passer and two one thousand yard running back yeah. rushers. I'm calling it right now. You the said what? they're gonna have what? They're gonna have a four thousand yard passer and two one thousand yard rushers at running back. I'm calling it right now. Do they play Rutgers five times? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. They Do you don't. think the defense is gonna be that bad though in the Big Ten to just let that happen? I think I don't teams think so. aren't gonna know what to game That's plan for. What do you game plan for? You have the one of the best running teams in the country, and then you also have a guy who Hit, um, has only, had 3,500-yard seasons and 77 touchdowns The only defense over that two can years? do anything with that is Michigan in that conference. And we, yeah. don't, we don't play Michigan. And they don't play us, so yeah. I mean, Penn State. We play we Penn it? State, Ohio. Uh, no, we don't even play Penn State. We play Ohio State, and that's really the only team Iowa? that I... Do you play Iowa? We play Iowa, but it's, it, it's at home. I'm not Who's as worried about Iowa. schedule? Uh, our out of conference schedule is Buffalo, Georgia Southern, and Washington State. You know why they're playing Buffalo? I think the head coach out there used to be the head coach at Whitewater when they went to the national yeah. title back in the day, right? Yep. So there's a connection. That, what what's um? You said who else do they play besides Buffalo? Georgia Southern and Washington State. Do you think so, they leave so the no Southern one. off the tickets? <laughs> We're playing Georgia. Georgia no. S. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. You definitely um, wouldn't do that to Georgia and Southern. Then, so what's the Big Ten? Like ske- our boom, schedule boom, boom, boom. Yeah, um, just go through it. at Purdue, which Purdue's a, a Purdue's a tough game. Purdue, that's, a sleep, Purdue, that's a team per, you sleep yeah, on. Yeah, they, they, they can win somebody. any game. They can win any game. Home against Rutgers, home against Iowa, at Illinois, who was good last year, but I think they had a lot of roster turnover. At home against Ohio State, at Indiana, home against Indiana's Northwestern. Indiana's a tough one. Every year they seem to do something. There's too much fire happening you said in Northwestern. At, you said at Indiana? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Home against Northwestern, home against Nebraska, and at Minnesota. The games that scare me, Ohio State, because it's Ohio Ohio State. State. Um, Purdue. Face your fears. Purdue a little bit. I'd say if the – and at at Minnesota. The games that don't scare me as much as they normally would would be the Iowa and Northwestern at home because Wisconsin historically cannot play at Iowa or Northwestern. Not Indiana. Indiana doesn't scare me as much. We have a decent track record against Indiana, even though, yes, they are a very solid team. Yeah. 
not trying to sleep on them in any way or disrespect them in any so, way. I just so Badgers make the the CFP the, the the champ. Let's say they make the championship in the Big Ten. Who who do they play? Michigan. That's, so that's who they would play. So if if they and play I would against, be very excited for that game. <laughs> that would be a good game. No, I would be I would be over at Steph's watching that game probably. <laughs> Man, Ohio State plays Michigan last game this year again. Yep. Yep. And this so, is the last year that they do that, so which is dumb. I know, I'm so hurt. Dude, there could be what if there could be a three way tie for one, what one loss each? Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio Michigan. State, it, it, Michigan. It'd go tiebreaker. It go tiebreaker. Whoever wins the conference championship. Yeah, but I'm saying like even for, for like the, getting, getting into the playoff, like who yeah. who would you take in? Whoever won the conference the, championship, and like then let's if it's, say Wisconsin loses to Ohio State at home, but they make the playoff, they make the the Big Ten championship, and then they play Michigan, and they lose to Michigan. Well, and let's be honest, I left a do, very big. Do two team. teams get in for the Big Ten, or does one? It would be one because they put be Alabama one, or Clemson yeah. or it'd be one. The, the The way that it would work probably with two um, is if Alabama it, loses two games. That's true. If, if they lose or they lose one game, that's really bad. Yeah. Right. So if Ohio State, let's say Wisconsin beat Ohio State, right? That's Ohio State's one loss. Yep. And let's say in the big, t- uh, the last game of the year, the V game, um, Michigan is undefeated, and then they lose to Ohio State, right? And let's say Ohio State plays Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship, and let's say Wisconsin beats Ohio State, so they mm-hmm. all have one loss. Yep. Right. I say it's probably gonna be Wisconsin that makes it. Yeah. And maybe Ohio State or Michigan or vice versa, depending mm-hmm. on how the records are going to go. Dude, Bama's schedule is disgusting. They Easy play, or they hard? They play Texas oh. as an out-of-conference. Well, no, I guess it's, Texas, it's home against is Texas, Texas, Texas though. SEC now? No. Or are they not this year? No, it's not next, next year. year. It's next year, yeah. All the realignment so, happens So next they year. play Texas yep. um, at a at home, yep. I guess. But then they play um, they, get, they get Middle Tennessee first week. Then they play Texas and South Florida, Ole Miss. Not easy. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, who's supposed to be really good this year. <laughs> Arkansas now, is going to be a fun Now team. we're in conference, right? Tennessee yep. is also supposed to be very good. They played Tennessee the week after Tennessee's Arkansas. Tennessee's quarterback we, the can last throw 90 year, yards that, in That game air. was insane last year. That game. It well, was, it was, um, it was, it was so a very fun, fun This game. year it's in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Then they play against LSU. Yep. Um, they get Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU all at home. Boom, boom, boom. And then Kentucky, who's gotten a lot better in that SEC than they play Chattanooga before they get their rivalry. Yeah, but they lost Auburn. their quarterback, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's in, in, in we'll trouble. I really think they're in trouble this year. I mean, they they they, um, they have... That is really tough. They have it's up, beat up to two to three losses on their schedule based on how good those teams are, but if they beat all of those teams, they're making the playoffs. It's going to be like... Not it's even not no even brainer. close. No brainer. If they, so, yeah, and, and I think Georgia, I think for one, they're in. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, they're until they're dethroned or until that some chink kink is in their armor. Um, I'm I'm putting Georgia in. Um, I like to see USC in it this year. I think uh, Notre Dame can get into it this year, and um, they don't want to see Notre Dame back in the playoffs. <laughs> no, they don't. But <laughs> they don't want to see if that. they're if they're if they win their games. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. Well, Alabama doesn't even know. Like, I'll pull it up here. Because it, it really depends on what Notre Dame's schedule looks like because hey. they're independent. They play everybody. If you guys ever get to this point, I don't know if you ever would or not, but don't ask Nick Saban who the starting quarterback of Alabama is. He doesn't know. He's tired of the questions. He doesn't want to talk about it. 
Navy, Tennessee State, North Carolina State, Central Michigan, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, South or USC, Pittsburgh, Clemson, Wake Forest, Stanford. They're not making the That's playoffs. That's an insane schedule. They're not making the playoffs. Who, who is this? Their Notre schedule Dame. gets oh, yeah. harder as the season goes on. They're not making the playoffs. I'm not worried about Notre Dame. I'm sorry. You got to yeah. pick another team. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick another team. But anyway, here's the top 17 from 1 to 17 of what they think. And these are like what, what they're saying odds are too or whatever. But um, Don't bet kids. To go and to win it all. Ohio State. Okay. So Ohio State's one, Georgia's two, Alabama's three, Texas is four, which is Michigan six. Texas is like the Mets of college football. I don't know what um, you guys are looking at. <laughs> Michi- Michigan, USC, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Penn State, Oregon, Florida State, Utah, Tennessee, TCU, Wisconsin. Give me those long at, shot. I'm not, I'm not looking at anything right now, Jake. I'm actually just looking at nothing. I'm just... <laughs> Checking out the logos, <laughs> the logos. No, no, no more com- conference. No more conference. <laughs> He's putting a uh, nice PowerPoint together, saying "Get well soon, Jakein." <laughs> Tulane has three thousand odds. Uh, oh, that's June um, six. That makes so, sense. So, I mean, of those, like, okay, Wisconsin, TCU, Tennessee, Utah. Utah's had the number, but they lost. They get their quarterback back, but their best weapon they lost, Kincaid, uh, tight end, uh, or um, yeah. And so, but you can replace I, that. It's hard. I think it would be hard to replace. I I know he's good, but I think it's hard to replace a quarterback, if anything, right? And Oregon just loaded up. USC, Oregon, Utah, I think one of those three makes it. And USC has a tough schedule. Like, they play. They They have the Heisman winner. They they do have the Heisman winner. Man. (laughs) You can't not say USC is going to make it, right? That's what we we said. said Georgia, USC. Yeah, you got Ohio State, and then it's boring as heck. But uh, boring as heck. I was gonna say Alabama because it's just the same old, same old. Ohio State, Georgia, USC, LSU. I'll say LSU. You said out? Did you say Alabama? No. You said Georgia and LSU. Ohio State, Georgia, USC, LSU. Okay, so you got two SEC schools in there. So LSU and Georgia. Yeah. When was? So, again, this is our this is our too early. We'll we'll do maybe another one before, but this is just based off of kind of what we're seeing there. Um, it, you know, just in general, I think uh, is there any surprises that you're thinking might be outside of that group of seventeen that that wasn't mentioned? Nope. Either of you? Who are I you think most most looking forward to watching this year outside Wisconsin. of Michigan, Wisconsin, or for me, Oregon? What'd you say? Just Wisconsin. He said outside of Wisconsin. Outside of it, yeah, just Wisconsin. No, um, he's just you know, <laughs> stubborn like a two-year-old. Today. I don't know. I USC is, is is one that's tempting to watch because they have the former Heisman winner and um, they actually brought back a few a few people. They always get a great load of freshmen in too. I mean, it's USC, so they're gonna have or transfers. I heard like they hit the transfer portal like crazy. So um, I, I do think that. So you say USC? I'm gonna say Texas A&M. Um, partially because they've they've had the best recruiting class like the last year or two, and it's almost like a make or break. But they brought a new offensive coordinator in there that I think could do it. So kind of my sleeper team in the SEC because there's a lot of teams in the SEC that can do damage. We already know Alabama, Georgia, um, LSU, Tennessee's kind of made their did A and M beat uh, Alabama A&M, last year? Yes, they did. Texas A and M is, but they always have like four losses. 
that's two why to four I, losses I, I so they never, they never get in. So it's like you, they got to figure, they got to get over that hump, right? And this could be the year for that. Texas A&M, I think, is going to be really fun to watch because they're saying they So I forgot Texas actually has, uh, what's his name, Arch Manning. They're not even in the top not 17 year, to make the playoffs. No, he's you know a freshman this year. What? Arch Manning, I thought, had one no, more he, year. He's going to go to Texas. That's yeah, said yeah he, that's what he said. That's what he said. And he's a freshman this year. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was next year. Nope. He's been taking reps already. Yep. Except they also have, uh, what is it, Ewers? Is that why they're saying, is he's going to start? Is Manning going to start, though? Uh, we don't know yet because Ewers is still pretty good, too. Because, I mean, Texas has, it, they're saying they're the fourth best odds as far as just winning it or getting there and winning it. So, but Texas, again, it's been like the Mets. So I don't like they they were better last year. And and they had yeah. injury. They but had being better at making year. it, right, is is what yeah. I'm talking about more but than anything. They had injury to the quarterback last year, so he was out a few games. Unfortunately. I mean, TCU was better than him. Oklahoma was But then but then they lost leader. games too last year that they were just like right there that yeah, they could yeah. have won. I mean so. it's getting there's a lot more parity happening in college football. It's not like everybody. But I think I mean Texas A and M's not even on this top seventeen I, list. Huh. I and would I would like so to see the like, playoff teams. Texas uses sidearm sports. Hey, I would like to see all the playoffs teams have at least one loss on their schedule. Now that would mix. It would up. be. I think that would the, mix the it thing up. that's I think tough in general. And Saban even said this, but like Georgia is top dog right now. It's just it how it is. It is how it is. Um, and it's hard to stay top dog. It is hard to stay top dog. But Saban did it. For they years could have now. a goose egg. That's what I'm they, saying. I'm, so, I'm just saying I, Georgia could have a goose egg in the last column at the end of the year, and I don't see that not happening. I mean, like, yeah, it could happen. And like you're saying, I hope that everybody has a loss because I think that does make it more fun. It, it mixes it up. And then we, if there's a bunch of teams that have one loss, then it's going to go down to, like, who had the worst loss. Right. Yeah. I, so. I do think Texas is going to be one to watch because for years since – their bowl game went against Missouri. They've been saying, oh, Texas is back. No, they're not. But I do think that this would be the year that, like, you want momentum going into a new conference and a new start. This is it. Yeah. Um, still, though, I'm very excited to watch Wisconsin. Like, I mean, just college football in general, man. We got to have, like, a on Wisconsin button to, like, play the, the, the theme band song, you know? Not for Wisconsin, but just that's the quintessential pet band song, everybody. Um, Go, Badgers! <laughs> bum, ba, bum, 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 we'll do the jump around one of these weeks, too, in here. We'll uh, we'd, we'd get copyright striked if we did that. Really? Yeah. I'd rather not have to... Isn't it like three seconds, five seconds of a song or something? I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I also... We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. We're going to write a whole spiel. We do not own the, copy, the, the rights to this song. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's a lot of work for the um, editor. Sorry, so, editor. Uh, I guess just kind of last <laughs> things to touch on. We'll we'll get back to college football. You know when we get back in here. Um, but uh, Jonathan Taylor or Kareem Hunt in Indy? It's probably going to be Kareem Hunt. Jonathan Taylor's probably going to leave. He's already had a bad taste of bad taste in his mouth with the ownership. They're going to put the him on the NFI list and make him wait till next year to actually trade him. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. What's going on in Indy? I'm. It's kind of stupid. that also makes me mad, but that's also just because of a human being. If thing. this episode is not Jake and gets mad, it's just petty. It's just pettiness. <laughs> that's not the name of it. I will. Uh, I will make it then. I'm, we're live editing this for right now. J- Jake and gets angry. <laughs> um, Hulk time. 
so Hard Knocks also is now on HBO Max too, and uh, I'm cheering for you, Aaron Rodgers this year. You guys just need to say like, <laughs> if it, if it's not going to get you on fire for football season, and I mean, y- did you watch the first episode? I, I have not watched it yet. I'm I'm waiting to watch it. I want to watch. A, I want to wait till there's a few more episodes out before yeah, I watch I, it. I, I want to binge it. I didn't have the. Uh, <laughs> The fortitude to hold on. <laughs> I was like, I gotta watch it today. It came out. Um, so good though. So good. And the the respect that's in in that locker room and that that team has for Aaron Rodgers is through the moon. If I'm just saying if right you, now. If, like, if Aaron Rodgers is in your locker room and you're not showing respect, what are you doing? But it's crazy. And he has so much fun there. Like he's having so much fun with everything. And I mean, the obviously the city of New York's welcoming welcoming him and and extremely excited because they, they they're saying, a, "Hey, we got playoffs. <laughs> um, we can make it to the playoffs." Their head coach, Robert Sala. Robert Sala. He's going to win Coach of the Year this year. My my extreme early take that likely will be wrong, but I'm making the take. Probably yeah, depends on how it probably rhyme with Mets. It probably depends on how well Baltimore season goes too. So Jets rhymes with Mets. I don't, I don't know. I, the A, the AFC is just But that AFC ridiculous. I'm saying like AFC East and the AFC North. So you're talking about like the Ravens, but also like Pittsburgh will be better, Cleveland will be better. I'm not worried about that. The this <laughs> sorry. <laughs> The AFC North will be good. The AFC East, though, with the Dolphins, um, the Bills, the Jets. I mean, obviously, you'd put them probably a tier above where the Patriots are right now. But you never know with Belichick. Um, But being able just to know that, like, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, like, there's not even a three-sided coin, right? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> the Jets rhyme with Mets. That's all. I'm At the end of the day, it's going to go so by. That's going to go off the division. So I don't know. I don't think they spent little, money on bringing in the ace QB Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to end up like the New York Mets in a dumpster fire. At the end of the hey, year. they might. We never know. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We just got to watch the season play out. Really, yeah. I think they'll be good, though. I hope they're good. In the description for the episode, I'm putting Dunn made me do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even nice. What? Um, any last shout outs? Um, PGA uh, FedEx playoffs started. Um, currently, right now, they are in like, I guess, like round one, I guess, if you want to call it that, for the FedEx Cup. Um, couple of golf tournaments, and then they will crown the regular season champ with the FedEx Cup and stuff. Currently, right now, round two in progress. And Texas man Jordan Spieth currently seven under after. Shooting seven under for the first round, currently through two holes. He is even par. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, getting down to uh, winning time for um, golfers on the PGA Tour. And that season kind of winding down. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give my shout-out to uh, Nigeria's women's basketball team because... They gave Liz Liz Cambridge a little taste of her own medicine. You know, you know who Liz Cambridge is, right? Like she she played in the WNBA. Uh, she was very like, I guess she's very rude and disrespectful towards other players. Um, and she's just like a dirty player. So she was playing dirty the other day, and you know, some one of the, the 
athletes from Team Nigeria that she was playing dirty just freaking pushed her and just <laughs> pushed her into the, the stands, the seats and everything. It was kind of funny because I saw like the video and everything, but it's just like at least someone's standing up for themselves against her because she's she's huge, you know. No, that's awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you see the video? Uh, saw the video. Saw why there's beef between them. Yeah, that's not uh good. <laughs> there, do that's, you, that's my shout out. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, re- I'm not gonna say what she said because it's not necessarily. But it was crazy. Good. Um, let me let me see. I don't know. I don't know where it, full video of. It's a whole... It's a whole ordeal. It's an eight-minute-plus video that I'm not going to sit there and try to watch. I'm skipping around to parts and just seeing. Let's see. Pass comes in. Screen set. Shots. Pushing around. Elbow thrown. Running back. Trash talking. People walking out because of it, I think, of the elbow. Uh, and then it's a full stream. Yeah, okay. So basically, long story short, it was just, it was getting very chippy and people were going back and forth. And Jeez. Yeah, That's not bad. good. Entertaining, though. It was entertaining. My shout-out's going to be to uh, the uh, the next week group coming in for cross-country getting started. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun stuff. Yeah. Exciting. I'm looking forward to, to getting back. Feels into weird it, being yeah. on this end of it now. Yeah. You're old, man. Welcome to it. Welcome Thanks, to my joints. Now, if we were one and a half athletes, one and a half coaches, we'd, we'd now be... <laughs> two. Still one and a half two. athletes, one and a half coaches. No, well... We'd just <laughs> be two. <laughs> just be... Two. Two. Two coaches. Two coaches. And a part-timer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, hey, everybody, cheer loud, cheer proud. Lots of sports going on out there, and uh, we'll see you next time.